I said, how long are you here for? And he went, one, uh, one, I thought, don't say a week. And he went, one, uh, I said, oh, a month? He goes, no, I've been here a month. I was here one year. I said, what, you're going to be here for another 11 months? Coaching. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> Hi, this is Mick Tully, and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. Today's show, it's an absolute pleasure and honour. And I know it seems like every time I do a show now, it's a pleasure or an honour, or I don't feel worthy to be in the presence of some of these guys. But in this case, it's actually the truth. This is a dear friend of mine for like over a quarter of a century. I've got Master Sifu Anthony Rushton. Thanks for joining me today, sir. Thank you. It's an absolute honour to be here. So, Anthony, I know when me and you first met, and we'll talk about that later... But how did you first get into martial arts? When I first started getting into it, I was about nine years old at school, but there wasn't many clubs, any classes, any clubs or anything around. There was only a few. Right. And uh, being scared of my own shadow as well, I had no confidence. Really? Yeah. Um, So about nine, we got into physical training, weights, running, hitting bags, anything, learning off friends and books and all the rest of it. When I got to uh, a bit older and got into the big school, as we call it. Yes. Then you get first, second, third year. When I got to... Um got a real 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 urge we was watching Bruce Lee films and trying to learn everything we could off them and all the Kung Fu films and everything yes so I got the book and uh, as I said first official class was when I did Wing Chun in Worcester um, but I lived out of town so the main areas were Tolodine Warnden and Dines Green right fantastic uh, places, great people, but I was the out of town. I lived in St. John's, but anyway, so only a few people lived there, and all the three big areas hosted most of the people. Right, I got to know and become firm friends. But like everywhere, there were some bit tough people everywhere. You know what I mean? I was the yes. one that wet the bed, was scared of his own shadow. Yeah, really. I used to wet the bed till I was about eight or nine years old. Terrified. Wow. And was there any? You know why? Was there uh, lots of things? Mom was obviously concerned and bought yeah. me a pot and all the rest of it oh dear can you make it and took me to doctors and asked me but yeah if you believe in spirits I do our house was haunted um, there's a lot more we can speak about some other time about that um, and it was just it scared me to death now it doesn't really? bother me so much so we would hear certain things and when I lived above a shop that uh, my parents ran a bread, bread and cake shop but when we was above it it was an old building and obviously it rattled and the wind blew and it oh, was scary yeah. but the toilet was downstairs you had to go from the top bedroom down a flight of stairs through our flat door down a few steps across up and into the bathroom well it was quicker to wee the bed <laughs> so it sounds bad but I was terrified and if you heard a noise or you know there was a spirit in the house as well um, and I was really sensitive to it then you see this is why I don't knock anything <laughs> I, no no it's the truth you know because when you start talking to people and they go wow this is weird and I always go yeah but I can't do it you know my father my dad's like he met leprechauns and I was like were you drunk and he said well because he like he's adamant you know where, where he lived in Ireland and he, he you know, he's he's seen ghosts and in Ireland geez you know those banshees just didn't come out of someone's imagination right and if you can actually turn around and say this is what happened up until that point I'll believe in anything yeah you know what yeah. I mean it was basically fear that got you into martial arts yeah, initially definitely. right yeah. and then and then what 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 how long were you at the Wing Chun for? 
Um, I was at that class for a couple of years. Um, and who was that? And that was with Barry Emmons. Um, right. Unfortunately, he's just passed away. God rest his soul. Uh, fantastic guy. Um, we uh, had a great send off for him. Yeah. And um, but he, but a very close friend called Dean Talford, who is awesome. A very close friend of mine when we was 13, 14, he took me under his wing. Yeah. And took me up to the class because the class was in one of these areas. Right. But obviously, I was too scared to go because I didn't know yeah. anybody and there's always gangs of kids and people and all that. No worries. And I was a little lost soul from the other side. Right. Scared of his own shadow. Yeah. So, uh, thank God he looked after me and uh, he said, come on up. And I said, no, I'm just, I'm too scared to go to them areas. I don't know anybody. So, no. Anyway, really? took me under his wing and uh, my dad used to take me up as well. And uh, so when I got more confident, got to know everybody, got to know Barry and, and John, his son, awesome, great lads. Did the wind churn and everything. Uh, that class moved around a little bit. Um, and then I ended up going to, to Laogar. So Dean yes. very kindly said, come and see Bernard Chung, who's a legend. Yes. Come down and see him. So we went down to the local YMCA and we trained there for a few years. But I, st- I loved the style, everybody there. But I had this real yearning because I still felt scared. I still felt no confidence. That's yeah. nothing to do with the system because that's fantastic. The impurities were in me. So I thought, what am I going to do? And I loved the winter and I wanted to carry on with it. Yeah. I'd done it with different teachers. Anyway, I started going to Birmingham. Uh, I saw a demonstration at Geeko. Remember Geeko? Geeko, yeah. And with my great friend uh, Tim Ward, who I didn't know at the time. So, Tim Ward, Jesus. Yeah, we're good friends. Um, so I, I started to get to know him. There was a demo. I went up. Um, and Dave Taylor, my very close friend from Winchun Dynamics, a master of that. He, uh, We were there and um, we, we used to go to Birmingham and everything and go train with Sean Rawcliffe. Sean, yeah. yeah awesome. And got to know Master Quat and um, Grandmaster Yip Chun and everything so did all that for quite a few years and uh, then I went back to uh, keeping up with that and I went back to Laogar and I got my black belt on Laogar I think about 2021 would that be in there Bernard? yeah with Bernard and with Master Yao and everything so did all that but I've always trained you know in the arts sort of carried on and then along the way I've done Thai boxing with with Bob Sport yeah our mutual friend Yeah, yeah awesome Six years training with Vadim Kolganov, a very close friend. He used to live up the road from yes. me. Yes. So, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I, only, I just just remembered this. Yeah. yeah. Six years sambo. Yeah. So I used to go to his house. He used to come to mine and we used to train each other. Because Vadim was doing groundwork with no one else. You know, yeah. But people yeah. were talking about, oh, have you seen these Gracie guys? And yeah. I, and, you know, Martin, we were just on about, I was just chatting there to yeah Professor Trevor Roberts we're on about Martin Clark and me yeah, and you were geeky yeah. guys so we remember you know yeah definitely that, that was Martin Clark was doing Sambo and then everyone was going wait until you meet this guy Vadim and they were like Vadim yeah. where's what's that name yeah he's Russian what yeah. I did Sambo wow so he had six years with Vadim as well yeah we yeah. lived by each other and we kept in touch and trained a lot five or six years can't remember exactly and obviously we went met Jeff and I'm, when we were on the first yeah. all together and everything 26 years ago 26 years ago yeah Yeah. went to Coventry and I got to know Jeff I'd read his book and I instantly felt connected with him I loved his honesty and and obviously he's awesome so I felt connected and I phoned him up straight away and I said like you know um 
I love your book, love everything. I'd love to train with you. And eventually got round, got down there and went on to some of his classes and, and we went on a seminar. Yeah, it was his first ever seminar, yeah, yeah. public seminar that he did. And I remember him ringing me up and saying, I'm really nervous. Are you going to be there? And I was like, yeah. And he said, because I know you like getting out and you train with all different people and I don't really know about this world. And yeah, I remember, I remember Jeff talking to me about Peter Considine and he said, I don't know who this guy is. And like, I've told people this story. And I, I, last time I spoke to Jeff, I mentioned it because he was like, yeah, what, what's he like? And I said, well, he's huge in the magazines. Yeah, he wants to do something with me. And Jeff didn't even know because was, Jeff was never interested in the magazines. Yeah. So Jeff was like, look, I, I, yeah, he, he had no idea he was going to be a success. And he said, yeah, yeah, will you turn up? So turn up. And you were there and you, yeah. you, were, you were in the black suit. Yeah. You were, remember it, right? And you gave me your business card. Remember you had the business yeah, card yeah, with yeah. your name on it? I still actually have that somewhere. I'm cool. going to take a picture of that stick it on Facebook. You had you didn't have a training partner, and I didn't no. really have a training. But I, I knew guys there, and we we hooked up. We both had hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's twenty six years ago, and we trained together, and it worked out. And then it was like I used to follow you. Then in the magazines, I started training in Wing Chun over in Germany. Uh, trained with Keith Kernspect and a couple of Kernspect's guys. And literally, it was only because of that one time I did Wing Chun. I trained with you, and we were talking about Wing Chun, and I was like, "Well, yeah, he seems like a nice guy." <laughs> I, I, must be nice guys training cool. it, and that's yeah, one guy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. How long was you over in Germany? Germany, you? five and a half years. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, five awesome. and a half, yeah. But we, the Wing Chun, they did. Yeah, you would start off and you would do the form, and uh, what's the first one? Sul Sulin Tao. Yeah. Sulin Tao, little idea, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we would be working that, and we do a little bit of reference point trapping. We do a bit, a little bit of chi sao, and then we put the gloves on and just kick shit out of each other. Yeah. And like, that was what they did. And I used to think, apart from the reference point nothing else looked like Wing Chun and that's what's going to get me onto it now because your lineage for Wing Chun is still where, where, where would you where would you well, say I started with Barry which is awesome and uh then I did some with Sean Rawcliffe, um, and then I went with, uh, and obviously that linked me to Master Quat Yip Chun Yip Ching and that bloodline as well. Yeah. So it kind of carried on there with different instructors over the years as well. What was it that you, you know with the Wing Chun? Did you like the structure? Was it was yeah. was that just comforting to yeah. you? Do you I think? liked the close quarter stuff, but mainly because I had no confidence. I could always kick and move quite well, yeah. but I had no confidence up, up close. And yeah. obviously the grappling's awesome, but it wasn't so well known when we were kids. Yeah. As such, yeah, like it is now. So I just really wanted and watched all the Bruce Lee films and all the Kung Fu films. So I thought, if anybody gets close, I'm shit. I got no confidence. Yeah, like, I so I thought I need to. So I loved all the Lao, loved all the systems. But I thought personally for me, I've got to do more Wing Chun. Yeah. So I just went with any instructor, any training partners I could, and then obviously the JKD trained with great people like Rick Young and everything else. Yeah. So we were just going from seminar to seminar. Obviously, I met Jeff, and I thought, oh, this is awesome. So I'm like a kid in a sweet shop. Really, I want yeah. to do it all. But we've only got limited time on this planet, unfortunately. Yeah, we? but you see, this is it. One of the things I've always admired about you is you, you never got, you never really got dragged into any of the real no. reality stuff. You, you, you know, you, you know, with the greatest respect, I'm not saying it wasn't like a flirtation ship, but you always skirted and stayed on the right side mm -hmm. of it because you've seen some dark stuff happen in that in that world, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it, I don't, I just don't think it's conducive for us. No. Yeah, especially not to. We try, we you know, we try to 
enlighten ourselves and get better and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, with the Wing Chun, yeah, when you're getting close, man, yeah, that, the stuff where you just destroy people <laughs> and you know, like they put their hands up and you're destroying that to get through. And that, yeah, that's one of the things that I liked about Carly because I always liked yeah, the Wing Chun. Yeah. But then the Carly just was, a, for me, it was a better fit. You know, I was looking at it this way, you know. I can't wear five oh ones because my feet, are, yeah, my thighs yeah, are too thighs too big. Yeah, F- thighs are too big. What is it? Five three ones and the other ones. Five three ones. Everybody had five oh ones for years, and I thought I'm going to get me a pair. I kill me, I couldn't bend. No, no. And, and the and woman that, says, "Oh, you need five three ones." I'm like, "Well, that's it." Then. Okay, yeah, but that's it. But that, that, that was that was with me, Wing Chun and Carly. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the problem is, if you if you don't know what you're looking at, it's a pair of Levi's, right? Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. that's exactly it. So, Anthony, how did you get to China? Well, after about 30 years of saving, thinking yeah. about it, trying to learn the language, and the list goes on. I actually had the money a couple of times. And right. it obviously left to me, unfortunately. You know, it's been willed to me uh, with somebody passing on and other things as well. Um, and it never got there. Never right. got there for different reasons. Now, the one was I had the money. Unfortunately, again, mom and dad passed on. house got sold. I got some inheritance. Said to the grandma, right? I said... Um, they always wanted me to go, I've got the money. It's not a question now. I said, how much is it? He told me, I said, right, it's in the bank. He said, oh, you paid all one go. I said, no problem. This is months before. And I'm going back, I can't remember, about 10 years ago. Yeah. So I thought, awesome, actually go in. This is meant to be. Nothing's going to stop it. And then the frigging SARS hit. Remember the SARS? Wow. So we were watching the news every day and I thought, oh, I can't believe it. So they quarantined everybody. It was getting more and more and more and more. So the trip got downsized, downsized. And in the end, it was just me, him and a few others going to go, he said, because other people won't go. And then they closed it all down and then he had to refund me the money. And I thought, I can't oh, believe it because no. you know it happens when it happens, yes. doesn't it? So I thought, of a greater force, ain't meant to go. But I thought, I've got to go. Anyway, eventually, a few years later, it was 2011, um, I did go. Yeah. So. And what did you think of it when you got there? It was awesome, but it was different. I wanted to go and like train every day and do all this, but you need to see the sights as well. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's not about, see, I was a bit narrow minded, like, oh, I want to do this so many hours a day. And, I, and everybody's like, you need to see the Great Wall. You need to see that. You need to see. And uh, I tell you what, I loved it all. But when I saw the actual energy of like massive, great big carved. Um, statues into the rocks in the Shaolin Temple yeah I actually did my claim to fame it's just one of those I did a full box split on the, the gates of Shaolin yes but to me that was awesome it was the only picture that never came out couldn't believe really? it really yeah. I was seeing the pictures of you on the wall oh, yeah. yeah but the actual Shaolin Temple with the two big round wow. windows and everything obviously it's all been rebuilt and everything but that was the, the main place and I took and the picture didn't come out very well either now, but, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe next time you go eh yeah but That's it, was, it was awesome so I'm glad I, you know everybody said no come to these different parts the energy was phenomenal so yeah. it, the whole thing was great and how much Chinese can you speak or Mandarin uh, only a little bit and I tried for years and years I can understand more than I could can, can you say my, my name's Sifu, <laughs> Sifu Anthony Rushton and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts no, no. what can you say no, can you say, say anything that. at all Trust me. do you know what we've got a lot, we've got a lot of <laughs> listeners in China well in Chinese in Cantonese obviously when we did a lot of kung fu it was sifu yeah, yeah. in mandarin it's shifu shifu yeah. so there's a different obviously yeah. dialect on it so sifu and shifu and what's your, fa- what's your favourite line that you can say everyone's got one line that they oh, can I don't do. know I think that's about it come really. on no I can but I wouldn't say it if I get it wrong to be oh, honest <laughs> be like me so 
I've always admired your skill at Wing Chun. I always have done. I've, I've thought you're. I've always thought you're ace. And then I always liked, especially when you started going down. When you started training with Earl. Yeah, you know, yeah. Tell me about it because that, that now that guy is a legend. Yeah, or was. You know? Yes, so, yes. God yeah. rest his soul. So tell me, tell me, how did you hook up with him? Uh, right, started to just research Tai Chi more and everything else. Um, many years ago God I don't know about 20 something years ago probably more than that and um, obviously Old Montague had loads and loads of great videos like loads of information really really he was ahead of his time yeah, when it came to stuff like totally that totally awesome so I looked and looked and looked and I got to know Tony Court God rest his soul has just passed on as well right. uh, um, one of his main people in England and he had uh, Kunji the video business yes Kunji that's it yeah so I used to speak to him all the time on the phone. It was like nearly every day and I was ordering stuff, got the big catalogue. Yes. Uh, and we'd, we'd all order the videos and watch and train. I only met Earl once and trained with him, but we he, I emailed him all the time, was asking numerous questions. Yes. And he's good as gold. Even though he's real busy, he got back to me every day or every other day. Because you know, he was a bear of a man, yeah, right? Yeah, awesome. And what, if you don't, what, how, did he, how did he pass away? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, I don't know. Because he... Cause no. he I only ever saw him once yeah. in person and it was like you know the, you know the, uh, when you meet larger than life yeah, people yeah, yeah, he, he just room. looked like some dude that had come out of a yeah. hill he'd been living in the hill somewhere yeah. and he'd just come back thing with him hair. he was totally down to earth yeah you know, he was totally as it was so he's you just get on with him straight away really funny guy and loves his art real down to earth yeah yeah, yeah. and then you see because that, that got you into the Tai Chi mm. and you, well, I don't Tai Chi before that really long story is in 1993 uh, around that I see for years I picked a book up many years ago I was about 16 it said Xing Yi Bagua Tai Chi and obviously I loved all the other arts and I thought and it just hit me real like lead I yeah. thought Xing Yi Bagua I'd love to do that and it was on my mind yeah. anyway Years later, when I can't remember my twenties or something, I really felt a yearning for this real bad. And then I'm planning to go to China. I, I did get there in the yeah. end, it took about thirty years. So I kept thinking, gotta go to China, gotta go to China. And you know, like they say, be careful what you you think about because it yeah. can happen. So obviously, I wanted that. But what I wanted more than anything is to learn traditionally to meet somebody who could teach me Bagua, Xing Yi, Tai Chi, something like all this traditional. I really wanted it. Anyway, getting to the point. So a good mate of mine, Kenny Pang, who's awesome. He he owned a restaurant in um, in Worcester and we got good friends anyway and he said I've met this Chinese guy because normally the Chinese people if you was in uh, another country you would go to see people there so if you was in China you'd go yeah. see an English chip shop owner or somebody yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, to yeah. make friends and yeah. say can you show me around so he said I've got this Chinese guy who's come in and he does Xingyi Bagua and I couldn't believe it and half of me thought ah whatever it's yeah, probably yeah. somebody else who's come in saying this yes. and this because you get your ropes built up yeah, there are great people yeah, but there's also people yeah. that are not yeah. so I thought yeah anyway so it goes down to his restaurant and meets Master G and uh, I said to him and we were talking away and he goes I show you upstairs oh my god it was awesome so he starts doing shingy I'm like wetting my pants and oh my god yes. he's doing shingy bagua this that I said tai chi yeah yeah and I thought oh. I said can I train with you uh, you know real labor yeah. yeah 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 I said how long are you here for and he went one uh, one I thought don't say a week and he went one uh, I said a month he goes no I've been here a month I was here one year I said what you're going to be here for another 11 months ka yeah that was it <laughs> 
and I used to go on my little Mary Poppins bike. We used to borrow the missus's bike. I remember one of my students say, "Don't ride that bike. You know, yeah. don't suit your image." I said, "I don't care." You get me so there, I said, yeah. ride the missus's bike. Go down to his place, and he was at the college in Worcester. Uh, so I used to go and see him when they were on half term. Obviously, we had loads of time, but I used to go and see him. So I used to go and see him. Uh, you go and watch Supermarket Sweep. Yeah. <laughs> like really? I'd watch it at home. I'd say to miss, I'll be back in a couple of hours. Now, watch a bit of Italian in the morning. Have me breakfast. Go down. Um, go and see him for a couple hours. And we used to go through Bargwa, Shingi, Tai Chi, Tombay, or Tombay, or through the back boxing, or White Eight boxing. But I don't get me wrong. I love the Tai Chi, but I want to bin that. I thought, no, it's something I'll do when I'm older. Yes. I just want to smash and whack and... and yeah, go for it. Yeah. So when I saw the Shingi, because I said no no Tai Chi first I'm like don't do this no. so I rushed through the Tai Chi no I love it but I didn't then I was just like yes what I'll do years later do the Bagua do some Xing Yi so I used to do loads of that and it was out in all the weathers and, and it sounds weird but one of the most beautiful things that made my heart sing and it's quite emotional it was snow and a light coverance of snow and it was coming down just like a film like yeah yeah yeah, yeah and he got his jacket on waving his hands as he did and he went oh the Bagua and um um, he did a beautiful perfect circle in the snow as forming the bagua and it was just like to say really? and I was like oh this is awesome and then he started doing all the moves and I was like oh my god can I come to my yes come and that was it anyway uh, and I got graded in that and he actually very kindly not long well, a few years after that when my mate went over there very kindly they sent a certificate back me as an honorary master wow. for their academy well, you, see, you see this is the thing because yeah I'm at that yeah well we're both at that age where we'd buy the American magazines. Yeah. So you go there and, you know, Randy, uh, what's his name? The Wing Chun guy. Randy Williams. Randy Williams. Yeah, so awesome. Randy Williams would be in there. There'd be adverts for Steve Grody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then, you know, there was always, I'd be looking at all of these different arts and they were like, the, like, yeah, Professor Moses Powell, yeah, you know, guys yeah, like that. Yeah. You'd be like, wow, these guys are awesome. Peter Urban, wow. Yeah. And then they'd be like, you know, it'd be like James McNeil and it'd be, I'd look at it and I wouldn't be able to pronounce it and I used to think that Ching He was Hising Eye yeah and I Hising Eye yeah, Hising Eye yeah and I'd be like I, re- I don't know who actually taught me that but I remember going uh, that Hising Eye and it went out like Ching He and I was like what yeah. there's loads of ways you spell it X-I-N and then Y-I at the end yeah and the Bagua was the one as well yeah Bagua Pakwa Bagua everybody says it different and I was like what is this? And then I, you know, because back in those days, you, I would buy a video, like, you know, Jesus, yeah. that James McNeil, splashing hands. That sounds awesome. I've got yeah, to have, have it. it. You've got to have it. And then you get it, you go, Wah. it's like the old American comics where you get the front page and you go, that front page doesn't have anything to do with the story <laughs> I just read. You bastard. And, but yeah, I'm not saying that. Yeah, was, yeah, James McNeil, actually, I got into a, you know, you'll, you'll like this. Yeah. I got into a, I got into a, a little bit of a internet argument uh, it's pretty awful actually but I put it on this guy actually said that I was a, a, a slubber de gullion which is I, I had to look it up which I thought sounded great but it, trust me it's pretty fucking shit but uh, he said that I was a, a roused about a mere scrapper a slubber de gullion because what had happened was somebody had put something and in, in my ignorance mm-hmm. I just saw something and started laughing and it was somebody had put something about the UFC and then said if you got a real 
Chin He Master and put him into the UFC, he'd destroy everyone. And of course, it was one of those days I was tired and I, I don't know why, but I just commented on it and I said, listen, martial arts, most people get into martial arts because we've got some sort of need, you know, which is normally fear or, you know, every now and again you get the one guy who goes and goes, I can make a few quid at this and I'm good at beating people yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know about you, I'm a happily married man, but do you know what? Martial arts and they say, Conor McGregor, you're going to get chicks and you're going to get money and fast, fast cars. I'd get into it, right? So that's what drives us. There's always a, a goal, right? So the point of the story is, I said, listen, you know, I think if somebody was that good at that art, they would be in it. You know, they would go into the UFC and prove it and make it work. And, you know, as I always say, art is art and painting and decorating is painting and decorating. Me personally, I look at MMA and I still think it's painting and decorating. They're very, very good painters and decorators, but they're not artists. They're not Michelangelo's, unless they're at the really high level. So anyway, I said, listen, I just can't see it working. So this guy, he was a, he was a, a student of James McNeil's. Right. And he said, no way. If, if Master McNeil went in there now, even at 60, he would be ferocious. And I said, yeah, I find your faith in your instructor admirable. Yeah. But I don't know. That's a 60-year-old man. Ron Van Cleef went in at 50 and got battered. And he's a good martial artist as well. And he said, what he did was he turned around and he said, McNeil's uh, ferocious. He can crush a watermelon with his hands, right? So, And I've seen it. And I, yeah, it's impressive. And I said, well, that's all right. But I don't think there's a watermelon division in the UFC. And this guy hammered me for it like quite rightly so because I was I was using one argument on something yeah. to judge something else which was ridiculous which will bring me on to it now What's, what does the the, the Bagwire and the Ching He and all the internal arts you know because that's what you're now more more yeah. famous for yeah. right what does that bring to you like your life or you know we'll start with your game physically what does it bring to you I found specialty training with Grandmaster Lim Yi in Chen Style Tai Chi over 17 years ago which I still do it worked perfectly with what I already do believe it or not because if you saw sort of the Kung Fu and then now you think well how does it cross over crossover easily yeah. especially the Chen style with all the other stuff I did it has short range power and has a lot of shaking energy yeah. and it also uses you know the same kind of principles but structurally it might look totally different yeah. like I was explaining earlier on the seminar if you do a big longer stance in Tai Chi people say oh, it's not streetwise it don't work the thing is I'm going to go through you when I do that I ain't yeah. going to stand there in that stance trying to do something you'll yeah. know about it when I cut you in half doing it that's the difference see yeah but it's it's like everything gets good and bad press some people teach Tai Chi just for health I totally respect that some do it for combat I do it for both yes I can actually teach it for both yeah and I said not knocking anybody that can't but I pride myself on saying yeah I can do the health side the meditation help yourself heal to a degree and also but you see, that's how I've, I, I reference you all the time because mm. I always say I believe in every martial art. I said I've got a friend of mine, Anthony Rushton. He makes Tai Chi work, and yeah, you, know, you know, you've seen it where I do the clothesline yeah, in the Kali, yeah, yeah. and I do the clothesline. I said that's the only bit of Tai Chi that I get. <laughs> uh, so that's the only thing that I can make work. But when I see eighty-year-old, eight-year-old yeah, yeah, Chinese yeah, yeah. people in the park working out, when I'm eighty, I just want to move like that. Yeah. Because yeah. when I'm eighty, I don't think I want to fight anymore. Yeah. You, you know, and that's yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's the thing. So what has it brought, like, like? without using like the real cosmic terms like spiritually what has it brought to your life it's more effortless power 
That's really? how we created the effective flow. That combines, obviously, people said, what's it got in? Well, it's got everything. It's got some Wing Chun, some Carly in it, some Thai Box in it, and a lot of Tai Chi as well. It's got everything. It's the movement. It's not just the structure of it. So the effective flow is exactly what it is. So the, when I put it together, it's the effective flow, how to flow effectively in it from any angle, uh, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. So that's, but the Tai Chi helped me ground and helped me have that, use parts of my body I wouldn't normally, like my shoulder, the hip, and cut through on the stances. Yes. And the principles of, you know, how the energy moves around the body and how to talk the power and spiral stuff I added in. And obviously it's in other arts, but it was highlighted in that a lot and it crossed over beautifully. You see, you see this, is like, this is a great point just to add. If you haven't ever seen this, right, this is like literally as we're speaking, some of the, like, I'm not going to say profound, well, they're profound to me. So, yeah, and that's a, for another conversation one day when we're talking about is something profound. To me, it's profound realizations that you get every now and again. Mm. And when you were talking about the long stance, what was going through in my head was the amount of times where you, you said back in, the, back in the past, trying to learn from a book. You know, now when you look on YouTube, you can be very, very dismissive because you can see the whole thing, yes. right? Yeah. And back in the day when we used to learn from books, you only saw that section, but you never saw the bit in between nope. from one move to the next, where all the nuances are, right? Uh, and yeah, I mentioned YouTube. If you've never seen Anthony on YouTube, trust me, this guy is uh, just a ferocious. Like the, the clips that you do, they're, they're like, and they're always in bite-sized pieces as well, right? Yeah. And it's, what do you look for when you go on the YouTube? Just Anthony Rushton or Effective Flow? Yeah, there is a page, Effective Flow, uh, Applied Martial Lives, but if you put in anti-Russian, it should come up as well. But so, some of the stuff on it is like, you know, and I pride myself on looking like Jason Bourne. But you, <laughs> yeah, but you really do, and you really make you really make it look well. And it's like bringing it all together, and like you were saying about the effortlessness of it. You're one of the guys that whenever I meet, you never, you, I've never seen you have a bad day. I don't know if you have, but if you have, you hide it well from me. But you know, you know, because you're always smiling, you have a pretty decent outlook on life, okay. right? And do you think that's come from like looking at the internal arts or just going through the grind at the start or is it... A bit of everything. I've said this to people before. If I did, uh, if I didn't do all the contact early on in my life, I'd be looking for it now because it's a personal thing for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd be thinking I copped out here and uh, there's unanswered questions. Yeah. That's for me. So if I'd have done, doesn't matter what style, but if I hadn't done loads of sparring and loads of stuff and all the other bits of fighting and all that hard training, I would have think I'm, um, I just couldn't live in myself. I'd have to go and look for it now. But because I've done plenty of it, yes. I know some people still do, and I really admire that, but we don't do really hard sparring now and all that kind of stuff. Don't need I've it. done plenty of it, and you pick up that many frigging injuries and everything. I admire people that still do. So, yeah, if I'm demoing, I'll demo. I mean, it looks like I'm banging Rich around here. He's a tough kid. He is. But I just bounce off him a little bit, and you can't help but be on the money after 35 years. You get pretty accurate yeah. anyway. So the little shots, but I train intention full out. In other words, the, the fucking drive and the aggression and the eyes I want to be there and light up like a Christmas yeah. tree but I don't actually want to whack I don't want to be known as a bully or anything but yeah. it's a friggin' art at the end of the yeah. day and it for me it's self-expression so if I want to express myself doing a spear form I'll do that if I want yes. to do it like pulling shots but stoning somebody and that's what I do but, you see, you know, you know, it's, it's funny you said this because I have this a lot because I always when I teach I always say don't blame me blame the technique yeah. and I, I say that and everyone goes Nah, that's bullshit. It just starts hitting you, and it isn't because there's points where and 
I, I, you know, it's that old one where you go, there, there, there's a few memes now on on Facebook where it's like that realisation when you realise your professor's only going 10% in jiu-jitsu or that realisation when you realise that your teacher is only going 10%. Yeah. And you, you realise it, because I've done it a few times and I've, I've yeah, and I haven't clipped anybody. No, you no. You know, I haven't really put it on them. And they go, oh man. And I was like, it's listen, the money, you have it? no idea. And, and again, it's like that intent, as I've said before, you know, uh, dear friend of mine, Michael Wright, used to always say, he used to always say that if you throw a punch, you always throw it with the power of God, but the intent of the devil. Yeah. And I said, that's an awesome quote. Where do you get that from? And he goes, Mike Tyson said it. And he said, no, I don't believe in God and I don't believe in the devil. He goes, but I fucking believe in Mike Tyson. <laughs> and it's like, it's a truth, right? But it's like, people don't get it. It's like when, yeah. you know, when the eyes narrow yeah, and yeah, you go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that's all you really need. Of course it is. You know, so but, we, we train the intention a lot, sorry. No. But we don't, like, don't. people see it and think, oh God, they're, they're mad and they do that all the time. No, our club's really quite relaxed and we pride ourselves on not getting yanked around all the time. But when we're demoing or I say, right, this is it, one tap, one defend. I don't expect them to hit each other are, but I want them to go in fucking vicious and fast with good technique. Because and this is open for everybody. Want. Yeah, of course. Anybody can turn up, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh man. You know, Anthony is, in my, in my opinion, one of the unsung heroes, first of all. Secondly, this guy's forgotten more than most people know. Uh, and it's when you only start talking to him that you realise you know, how much training stuff. This is a guy who actually impressed Jean-Claude Van Damme. This is where we're going to we're going to be wrapping up in a minute. But we met up in Manchester, yeah, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. And neither of us knew that the other was going to be there. No, that's a yeah, again, yeah. So how did you get into that? Uh, onto that demo. Yeah. Dean Williams very kindly because I was in the part bit of the film of Enter the Cage. Yeah, well, Dean, believe it or not, sorry, did I call you Dean? Sorry, I meant to call you Chris. Dean Crazy Legs Williams, right? Well, what it is... I've just been speaking to a mutual friend of ours and when I came off the phone and spoke straight to him I interviewed him called him Chris twice in the interview <laughs> yeah so now I always call him but Dean so Dean got you in there right yeah he sent me a message saying like what are you doing Friday you want to come and be in this film and I thought awesome so I got into that when I got down there that was a couple of days after and on a Friday said so might have something else coming up with Gene Corvan and I was like oh that'd be awesome so that's how it come about so yeah. big thank you to no because that. That, that demo was something else that, yeah. yeah I enjoyed so it so what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up on just what, what's the future hold for you what do you want to do ideally I love to teach I really do um, the classes are great they're not very big and not many which is fine but I want to concentrate obviously I give that 100% but I don't mind if they don't get any bigger yeah. or more I want to chase the seminar scene what? I want to travel the world how many times have I been telling you yeah yeah uh, trust me I would I would travel easily and you know the, the, the mad thing is you know, happenstance fate whatever has brought Anthony back into my life quarter of a Century later, yeah, yeah. where now I'm actually ready to train under him. Nah, we'll no, no, it's the truth. No, no, because no, no, the banging stuff's great, but the Tai Chi, yeah, and and just you know the way that you the way that you conduct yourself, I dig. You, you know, and, and it, it's true. You know, if and the one great thing is because you you know, and this is I'm going to do shame, shame, shameless plug for you because he's so well versed in so many different arts, especially you guys, the karate guys who get me in, this is a guy you need to speak to as well because everything he does will dovetail directly mm. into your art. So you're not learning an old dog new tricks. Yeah. You're teaching an old dog 
a variation on a trick he's already got, yeah. right? And yeah, that, yeah, definitely. Because at the end of the day, combat is combat, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. That's it. it. Is. So do you know what, Anthony, That was. it's been an absolute pleasure. I've Thank got you. to go in now and beat a few people up. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I'm teaching, this is for the Children with Cancer, so yeah. Children with Cancer seminar for Lucci that Wayne Keogh's put together yeah. and it's his fifth anniversary yeah, as well. that's right. So uh, big shout out to the guys and making this happen. And Mr. Rushton. Thank you, sir. It's been an absolute awesome. Thanks for listening today. We have a brand new show every Friday. You can listen to all our interviews on mixedmartialarts.com. Mixed Martial Arts is a paint your headphones production. What?